Hi, this is Kevin, and I'm here to help. Welcome back to another episode of Here to Help. It's been a busy, busy week. I hope you had a good day in church. I hope you're able to get out and spend time with your church family and love on them and hear the Word of God preached. Spend some time with your church. We had lunch today on, on site at church. Ten. I was sitting with a dear friend that I've known for many years that goes to our church and I was looking around the room as the kids were running around playing. And there were three or four groups of folks just enjoying each other's company, talking, fellowshipping, loving on one another, hugging on one another, just acting like a close-knit family. It was wonderful. I loved it. It just brought so much joy to my heart. But I'm thank you for taking time to listen. I want to go a little different direction today. As I was studying and reading my Bible this week, and something came across, and I just I want to talk about the thing of your brother's not your enemy. Your brother is not your enemy. Because I see a horrible plague in Christianity today. So let's get right into it as we have another episode of Here to Help Ministry. Your brother is not your enemy. The faith tradition that I've been involved in, trained in, raised in, has unfortunately become weak and powerless. There was a time just before my generation when my faith tradition, the independent Baptist, even the Southern Baptist, um, which my parents were raised in, was a strong, powerful influence in America with world missions, affecting not only change in the lives of people, but also in culture and politics and humanity. Strong, balanced, doctrinally sound churches and groups doing great works for the cause of Christ. Now this tradition has become weak. It's become looked down upon, riddled with controversy, hypocrisy, deep sin, bully pulpits, while its pride-filled leaders hold on to outdated and unbiblical traditions, fear-mongering, strife-causing gossip about everybody who doesn't hold the same exact beliefs, standards, traditions, and stances. It's just heartbreaking. They teach their folks to be rude, high-nosed, pride-filled separatists who will cross the street to hand a flyer for their assembly, but only if that person will come and conform to the exact model of the high and holy leaders guiding them through the horrible muck of this world's traditions while they're trying to stand by the stuff holding on to the old paths. It's very hard. Every other assembly in their town is horrible, labeled as heretic, off the deep end, liberal, worldly, abandoning the true faith. We have become weak because we've become so focused on consuming our own that we fail to look and reach outwardly to those that need help, that need love, that need grace, that need the gospel 
that needs someone to actually care and give them the salvation of Jesus Christ. Do you remember what Jesus said in Luke chapter 11, verse 17? But he, knowing their thoughts, said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Boy, that reminds me of how the church is today in America. We've become desolate. Our churches are weak. Our, 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 our houses of worship are, are not the once lively, hope-filled, strong, loving places they used to be. The house divided against itself falleth. I never desired for this podcast to be one of controversy or strife or even anger release. I've, re- I've had a couple episodes where I've dealt with some things that were my little hot topic. But as I look across our area, our state, this nation, the world, I see a trend that both is making me heartbroken, bro- but also frustrated and confused. I see far too many Christians just fighting and devouring and hurting one another so focused on trying to make sure that everybody knows your opinions about the guy in the church across town paul in the book of galatians one of the major themes he is fighting against those that were sneaking into the church of galatia and trying to preach weird additions to the simple doctrine and freedom of salvation through jesus christ In verse 1 of chapter 5, Paul said, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Folks were trying to make this Gentile church, trying to make them adopt and adhere to more Jewish adherence to the law. When Jesus made them free from that style of bondage. If you read the entire chapter in context, he's pleading with the Christians to be careful about readopting bondage back into the freedom that we found in Christ. But not allowing sinful actions, but by refusing to take the liberty that we have in Christ and binding ourselves back into this restrainment. Is that a word, restrainment? It should be. (laughs) That the Jews had to practice from their adherence to the law. Verse 13 of of Galatians 5, I love how Paul says this, verse 13 through 15. You should read the whole chapter when you're done listening to this. Or hit pause and read it now. But verse 13 of, of Galatians 5 says this, For brethren, you've been called into liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. In other words, don't say, well, I'm free in Christ, and then go out and live stupid and sinful and wicked. It's not the purpose of our freedom in Christ. But brethren, you have been called to liberty, only use not liberty for an occasion of the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. It's so easy to be in this mode of trying to fix and tear down and hurt those that may not be exactly the way we are. Isn't that just like us, though? Because, you know, we are the authority. We are the ones that have it down perfectly. 
you remember, oh, I remember way back in my teenage years, there was a conflict in my youth group. I'm not going to tell you why. It had something to do with a girl. <laughs> but it was not me. Actually, it was. And there was some strife in our youth group. And my youth pastor, James Witt, I love that man. He's gone on to heaven. I learned so much from him. But I remember we went out to breakfast one morning and over coffee and a pancake at Ma's place. He brought up Genesis chapter 13. You remember Genesis chapter 13? Abraham and Lot had grown so wealthy that there was strife between their herdsmen. The, the land could not handle that those larger flocks dwelling next to each other. The land was too full to handle all the animals. And so the herdmen were fighting over grazing rights. Sounds like the Old West. Sounds like a Louis L'Amour book that I read. But you remember what Abraham said to Lot in Genesis 13 verse 8? And Abram said to Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. If thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. And yet we as Christians, we bite and devour and we don't remember that our fellow Christians are our brothers. Yes, I know there's cults that call themselves Christian and they teach a horrible work salvation, some really weird stuff. I'm not talking about those folks. Because those folks, that I kind of want them to get saved too. But I'm talking about people who believe in Jesus and his salvation, who believe in, um, by faith, by grace, through faith, salvation in Christ. Do you remember the Lord Jesus in Luke chapter 9? There's a couple other places in Mark and Matthew deals with this too. Lord Jesus got a little upset with the disciples because they were arguing amongst themselves who was the greatest. Who was the greatest? Jesus calls them out and chews them out. And, and then quickly John opens his mouth. You know, he's the disciple whom Jesus loved. He opens his mouth and said, And John answered, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and we forbade him, because he followeth not with us. And Jesus said unto him, Forbid him not. For he that is not against us is for us. Pastor, Christian, brother, friend. The family that goes to the other Baptist church that you may not agree wholeheartedly with. They're not your enemy. They're your brethren. It is time we stop thinking that we have all the answers and that we are the one type of Christianity that has it all down in faith and practice. And then we turn on those that don't toe the exact line we do and attack them, make fun of them, talk badly about them, use them as, as illustrations in our pulpits and our teaching. Just because they don't have the same exact practices or traditions or lineage or training or music or standards or name on the sign 
or friends that we do. I know there's folks that preach bad doctrine. And I know it's so easy to stand up and say, well, I'm standing by the old stuff. I'm standing by the old paths. And unfortunately, I could probably list dozens of dozens of times in my life in those same churches that, that say they stand for the old paths, butcher the Bible. Take phrases and words and, and, and stories and verses so far out of context and preach just opinions and ideas that aren't even found in Scripture. And these are the same folks that tout about being perfect doctrinally. And we wonder why we're weak. We wonder why we're not reaching America and the world like we used to. Christians, let me give you some help. A couple of things that are just on my heart today. First of all, we've got to stop fighting about things we cannot clearly prove in Scripture, in history, and culture. We've got to stop fighting. We have to. We, we just have to. We spend so much energy fighting over things that you can't even prove with Scripture. And it's sad. It really is sad. We've got to stop fighting over things you can't prove in Scripture. There are some things that are clear-cut. And those things are, are good. Stand by them. Hold fast to them. But arguing about what the toes on the beast and Nebuchadnezzar's dream are not, they're just, what's the point? Arguing about something from prophecy, what's the point? You can't really prove it. You can have an idea, you can have your opinion, you can have some form of ideas. But if you can't prove it, stop fighting. How about this one? We've got to stop fighting over traditions and opinions. You got to stop. You got to stop. You got to stop arguing over what is the best kind of music. You got to stop fighting over standards that just are more of tradition and culture than they are of modesty and propriety. Yes, we should be modest. Yes, we should be proper. Yes, you should kind of dress up for church. You should. It's nice. Wear your good shoes. Wear your nice socks. <laughs> but stop fighting over traditions and opinions. I know this is going to come as a shock to some people, but most of the time, I don't even wear a tie to church anymore. And you're like, you should, you should, you should make that that place is holy. My prayer closet is holy. I don't see how a necktie is going to make my Sunday school lesson any better. But stop fighting over traditions and opinions. We wonder why the world laughs at us and ignores us and it mocks us. Because we're fighting inwardly over things that don't matter. Stop fighting over your traditions and your opinions. <sighs> Let 
We've got to stop thinking that we're the true authority in anything. Do you realize that you could be seriously misled, mistrained, misinformed, and lacking the full story? <laughs> I'm a history, I'm a, not history, I'm a prophecy buff. I love prophecy. I have spent years just enjoying the, the hobby of studying prophecy. And I have some wonderful opinions about prophecy. <laughs> but they're just that. They're opinions. You can't prove it. I can have a pretty good idea. I think I'm right. Pretty sure I, 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 I got a pretty good handle on it. But I could be wrong. We have a wonderful, fun time at a church. Pastor Mike and I, we have a just friendly banter over who the author of the book Hebrews is. He says someone other than Paul, and I say, Paul, just to wind him up. <laughs> I think it was a group of men I think Paul was involved, but I can't prove it. We can't prove it. I'm not going to fight over who the author of the book Hebrews was. How about this one? God. <laughs> God used somebody to write the book of Hebrews. There, how's that? Stop thinking you're the, the final authority. Because you're not. You're not. You're not the final authority. Now I want to address something that kind of gets under my skin a little bit. We've got to stop justifying gossip. Just because you're a pastor, a church leader, an elder... Just because you've been saved for a long time and been a member of that church for a long time, you cannot justify gossiping about somebody just because you don't think that they are adhering to the faith traditions that you think they should. Gossip, slander is still gossip and slander. I do not care if you're the senior pastor of a church. I don't care. Gossip's wrong. It's sinful. Stop. We, we don't justify gossiping about somebody with the guise of, we need to pray for sister so-and-so. You know, they, they've been sober for a long time, but I think they fall off the wagon. Can't do that. we got to stop gossiping about people. We're not going to agree on everything. If God wanted robots, if he all wanted us exactly the same... We would all look the same, sound the same, act the same, be the same. But we're not. We're not going to agree on everything. We are 2,000 years out from the time Lord Jesus walked on this planet. I bet a lot of the stuff we're doing, we've really, really messed up. And we have it pretty wrong. Basics, I think we're doing all right. But I bet a lot of the stuff we do, we're probably a little bit off. It's been a while. Do you realize if we get so focused on trying to fix each other, we will lose sight on our true calling of reaching others, of helping the poor and needy, of preaching and teaching the whole word of God rightly, of trying to make a real difference in our communities? I'm just tired. I'm just tired. Stop trying to fix the pastor church across the street or across the town. On the town over. 
just so you can maybe proselytize someone or or woo some friend of yours that goes to a different church that may not believe exactly the same way you do or a coworker. Why don't you take time to go find somebody that's hurting and actually try and help them and get the gospel to them. Maybe we ought to go back to the book of James about true religion that's undefiled. Let's look that one up again. We're actually caring for the poor and the needy and the widow and the fatherless. Then maybe more folks will start listening to us when we get behind the pulpit. When we invite them to our church. When they tell them when we tell them how wonderful our assembly is. And we invite them to come and fellowship and assemble with us. Maybe just maybe we'll be listened to again. And we can actually be a lasting, true help to our community, to the lost, to the hurting, to the poor and needy. Maybe, just maybe, we'll be the kind of Christians Jesus intended. Maybe, just maybe. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. We've got to be so careful. I know I went a little long today. Something got under my craw because there are some pastors that are attacking my dear friend. And it just upsets me. We be brethren. We be brethren. Let's stop thinking we're the final authority on anything and just get back to caring for one another, loving one another, helping people. I remember the other day, it was right before Christmas, my wife and I had to do some last minute. We had to do go do stocking stuff or shopping. And so we decided to go out to breakfast. It was I had that week off and decided to go out to breakfast. And so her and Jalen and I went out to breakfast and someone paid for our meal. And it was nice. It was the waitress walks up and says, someone paid for your meal, even the tip. <laughs> and I had a... a some money in my wallet and so I was like oh okay thank you very much thank you thank you we left and went back went to the store and I was getting a little long haired on top and looked like a q-tip and so while we were at Walmart I told my wife I said well I'm gonna swing in if they have an opening and see if I can get a quick haircut sat down in the chair and was getting a haircut and just trying to be nice this this poor lady she had she was telling about the morning she had a hard morning just a hard morning and I could relate I had those mornings with her and her kids and she just had a rough morning so I got up to go pay and it was she told me how much it cost and 
I reached into my wallet and I saw that $50 bill that we had set aside for breakfast and a haircut. And Something in my heart says, this lady's having a hard day. You need to bless her. Or is the Holy Spirit or just me trying to be nice? So I gave her the $50 bill. And I said, I just want you to have a Merry Christmas. This is for you. She, her eyes welled up with tears. When are we going to get back to just being nice to one another? I'm just caring about people. It makes a difference. It really does. It really does. I hope this was a help to you. I just had to get this off my heart. Let's stop fighting with one another and just get back to caring about people. Can we do that? Love to hear from you. My email address is here to help ministry at gmail.com. Here to help ministry at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love it if you'd share this podcast. I went a little bit longer than normal today. I had to get this off my chest. But reach out to us. Share it with those you, you know that it might help. And let's just get back to loving people. Let's just get back to just being Christians. We be brethren. And let's not devour one another. So I kind of don't think that's what Jesus had in mind. Hope you have a good week. Pray for my wife. She's having surgery this week. If you, if you listen to this before Wednesday, please just throw up a prayer for her. She's getting her knee replaced. So she's going to have a long few weeks ahead of her. But let's just care about one another. Can we do that? Stop gossiping about one another, trying to fix everybody, trying to tell them how wrong they are, and just care. Hope this will help. Have a great week. I love you. I'll pray for you as I release this episode. Let's just get back to help one another. Share this episode. Reach out to others. And let's just be brethren again. Love you.